And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello, and welcome to Discover Your True Course. This podcast is a part of our service to and support for organizations and individuals in their pursuit of more that matters. You know it's a complicated, confusing world out there. Who do you trust to help you sort it out? True Course is a trusted guide for accomplished and successful individuals who know that there is still more that matters. These individuals discover ways to manage their success to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, both personally and professionally. In this podcast, I want to talk to you about the challenge at the top, one of the big challenges at the top, isolation. Are you an executive or business owner? Are you a leader with supervision responsibilities? If you are an executive, owner, or leader, you know the challenges that come with the opportunity of the position. One of those challenges is the sense of isolation, sometimes intense, that goes with the territory. Thanks to the global pandemic, we all know more about the impact of isolation on a personal level than ever before. Nobody wants to be isolated. People are just not wired for it. You can get lost in it. And it just doesn't seem right for your job to keep you from relationships. But it will, and it does. At True Course, we guide executives, business owners, and managers to move from the dangers of isolation to a lifestyle of engagement, confidence, healthy perspectives, and nurturing habits. They decrease doubt and worry and get the sense of belonging and esteem that they need. For them, the mantra, be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, is reality. And it can be real for you, too. If you're like most, you won't realize the reality of isolation before it takes a big toll on your health, job performance, and your relationships. And if you do realize it, you may not admit it. Like most human beings, you'll wait until the train of your life has jumped the tracks before you try to do something about the isolation. You don't have to wait to avoid the dangers. And what are those dangers? Dr. Philip Zimbardo, psychologist and professor of social psychology emeritus at Stanford University, speaks to this issue. He says, I know of no more potent killer than isolation. There is no more destructive influence on physical and mental health than the isolation of you from me and us from them. It has been shown to be the central agent in the etiology of depression, paranoia, schizophrenia, rape, suicide, mass murder. Now, it's important to note that isolation and loneliness are not the same, but isolation can certainly create a feeling of loneliness. Isolation has powerful effects on a person. It can hinder your performance, affect motivation, It can hinder your own engagement and your ability to encourage the engagement of your employees. It can hinder your decision-making and hinder your ability to achieve your potential. Maslow's theory of a hierarchy of needs suggests that if your needs for safety, belonging, love, and esteem are not met, you will be unable to reach your highest potential. Isolation hinders these needs from being satisfied. 
Isolation can limit information exchange between you and others and them and you. It can limit your ability to learn vicariously through observational learning, and it can limit your opportunities for growth and change. Isolation contributes to burnout, low energy, depression, a shorter lifespan, high blood pressure, and an increased risk of neurological disease, and it limits your cognitive abilities. Isolation can lead to the consumption of high-calorie, high-fat diets, a sedentary lifestyle, dangerous weight gain, feelings of helplessness, and higher stress levels. In addition, isolation can create a loss of touch with reality. We all have our own versions of reality that need validity checking through dialogue and interaction with others. Leaders need to be accountable for the scrutiny of their thoughts, and isolation does not allow the robust form of this. So what creates this isolation problem? From the literature, experience, and common sense, I've identified at least 18 reasons for executive isolation. Here are just seven of those. Number one, executives have a unique job. Sociologists tell us that we are naturally drawn into homogenous groups with people like us, and it takes more work to relate to people who are not like us. As a leader in your business, you have unique positional power, responsibility, compensation, recognition, and autonomy. Those in the rank and file don't know how to relate to you in your position because they don't possess these things. They don't understand what you face because they lack the information and perspective of your responsibilities. If you came up through the ranks, you might have had those relationships in the past, but no more. In your role as CEO or business owners, you have the same needs you've always had for contact, support, reassurance, a sense of safety, belonging, esteem, and capable sounding boards. Now your position at work denies you enough of most of these things. It would be best if you had these things in order to stay healthy in every aspect of your being. Without them, the negative impact is manifold. Your unique job makes you different from the rest of the people in your business. And because of this, they will tend not to be drawn to you or you to them. Number two, the always steady requirement. You have responsibilities that are overwhelming. If you fail, it affects hundreds and maybe thousands. In the face of that responsibility, you can feel the pressure to set an emotional tone and always appear positive, optimistic, calm, and in control. That's unique. No one else in your organization must do this, and it isolates. Number three, you can't talk about it. A CEO or business owner can't talk about some things with employees, not even their executive team. Sharing doubts or sharing too soon may set off rumors. You can't talk about making payroll, your fears and uncertainties, the stress you feel, or the merger or acquisition that's in the works. The inability to share these things is isolating. I tend to think that family and friends are not the best resources here for several reasons. Go for more objective, emotionally uninvolved resources. Number four, keeping up appearances. You feel the need to project an image that is tough, positive, calm, and in control, even though inside the emotions are raging and eroding your health. Who do you talk to about what's going on inside? When is it appropriate to be fully vulnerable and transparent with employees and colleagues? This leaves you with a sense of being isolated. 
Number five, under the microscope. Some executives maintain social distance as a matter of professional boundaries or professional distance to avoid alleged or certain conflicts of interests. This need for guarding makes for a greater sense of isolation and discouragement for the leader. Number six, power over. Leaders give direction and orders. They hold their employees' evaluation, their paycheck, advancement, and ultimately, their job. The possession and exercise of this power to make decisions that employees may not understand isolates you. Number seven, out of touch. In the uniqueness of the role, CEOs and business owners can become so immersed in their job that they lose a sense of self. Precipitating the loss may be role conflicts, social problems, skewed priorities and time use, and the lack of self-care. This loss of self-identity and self-differentiation can lead to a sense of powerlessness, meaninglessness, and separation from the authentic self. You just can't be the real you and have forgotten how to be the real you. So what do you do about this isolation? Here are a few strategies. Number one, as with any problem, the first thing you must do is be honest with yourself, identify the problem, recognize and acknowledge your isolation. Number two, don't be the victim and don't settle. Now, isolation may come with your job, but you need not be the victim of it or settle for the status quo. Use the steps below to take responsibility and take charge of the situation to deal with the isolation you feel. Number three, get a coach. A qualified executive coach can be a reliable, confidential sounding board for you. You can be vulnerable, transparent, and unload in your coaching sessions. Your coach will not judge you and will treat you with unconditional positive regard. The coach brings an unbiased, listening ear, and because they don't have a horse in the race, they work without an agenda except for success, as defined by you. Number four, assess and develop your emotional intelligence. You can learn to be more aware, authentic, expansive, resilient, and empowering. These qualities don't sound like isolation. All of these are competencies of emotional intelligence. True Course can help you with assessment, training, and growth using world-class resources and concrete actions for developing these competencies and reducing isolation. Number five, identify and interact with peers. Take the initiative to gather a small group of executives who are not in competition with your business and explore common victories and challenges. A third-party facilitator in the room, like a coach, can make this a much more efficient and meaningful experience. Number six, practice extreme self-care. You must be in top shape to stand the stress of your job, physically, emotionally, socially, spiritually, and mentally. If you are unwell in any aspect of your job, it affects every other aspect. If you're unwell, the isolation will seem more extreme. Number seven, get out of the ivory tower. Put a time on your calendar to socialize with people in your organization every week, in person, by phone, or virtually. Number eight, let people in. The ability to be authentic full of integrity, that is, the same on the outside as inside, and appropriately vulnerable and transparent are character strengths that fully reduce isolation. Number nine, socialize strategically. 
A single person or a few people will not fulfill your needs as described above, so don't expect it. Strategize to structure your social relationships to engage different people to address respective physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and intellectual needs. Any single person may fulfill more than one need, but cannot and will not fulfill every need. Only a few of these needs will be fulfilled at work. With these seven things in mind, and there are actually a total of 18 of them, make appointments with yourself to spend time with people who can help with your isolation. Don't wait for them to step up. Take the initiative and make standing appointments with your coach, therapist, peers, and others who help you most. I don't have time is one of the most common excuses I hear from people for not improving their situation. If you take the time for this, you'll multiply your productivity in the time that remains, have better relationships, better management of stress, and you'll feel better. Perhaps these thoughts have rung home with you today, and if you have questions about them, or if you just really identify with them, contact me. Also, I'd like to learn from you. Tell me more about what you're experiencing in these areas at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com. And if we can help you with this kind of issue in your life in a very confidential, supportive way, do contact us. And if we can join you on that journey to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, you know we want to. Contact us today. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.